Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. May we feel the Spirit joining us together as we come into this time of worship. And may we feel the love of community holding us now and always. My name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church in Hanover. Today is June 6th, 2021, and we celebrate Pride Sunday. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. While we may not be able to be in to get together in person right now, many events continue to happen at Grace United Church. To find out more about the online events that are taking place, please see our church email announcements or contact the church office. As we come into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, Indigenous people have walked on this land. Their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United Church, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part our church has played in a history of oppression and colonization. We pray that God may ever lead us towards building right relationship. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Friends, let us center ourselves in prayer. Today we pray inspired by the colors of the rainbow. The color red represents sexuality. We pray, living and liberating God, you have created all people in your own image. You have coaxed us into our uniqueness and you delight in who we are. Give us hearts that are open to you and to each other, that we may live for you, honorably overcome our aloneness, and enjoy your gifts of sexuality and creativity. The color orange represents gifts of healing. 
healing and generous Lord. You have blessed us with salvation, wholeness, and health. You have given us Jesus, who healed the sick and included the outcast. You have given us your Spirit, who calls us to the same ministry, firing our hearts with compassion and graciousness. Give us the hospitality to offer true healing. Let all we have hurt receive a gift and healing tears and laughter. Let all we have hurt receive everlasting knowledge of your saving love. The color yellow represents the sun, light and joy. God of resurrection and fullness of joy, you've called us to be your people, making us a community of ministers. You dance over us and sing with singing. You've called us not servants, but your friends. You've promised us that all will be well, and we trust that all will be well. We open ourselves today to fresh words from the word, for new notes to sing, for new thoughts to think, and for new and ancient ways to live, because of your promise to make all things new. The color of green represents activism and responsibility. Radical one, just judge, you have blessed us with various skills and abilities. You have told us what is good, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with us, with you. You send us out into the world as citizens of your commonwealth, that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ask for a fresh vision and a new agenda, so that we may have power to work for what is right and be ministers of reconciliation. The color blue represents the arts and artistic expression. We pray, rainbow God of the covenant, you create all things good and call them to yourself. You make us fearfully and wonderfully. You allow us to live with respect and creation and to serve it well, which brings you glory and delight. Send your creative spirit on your people in this place that we may embrace the arts in the church and the beauty of all humanity, your myriad masterpieces in Christ. The color purple represents community. Holy One, you are the one community before all time, the dance that spills over in the gift of creation. You sweep us up into your life by the incarnation, cross, and resurrection of Jesus so that we may be one as you are one. You give all of those united in Christ Jesus the one spirit to drink, making one body of us all. Give us one mind and one heart and one spirit that you promise us in Christ, the grace to hold each other across our disagreements and the willingness to sing the saving love of Jesus to a beautiful and hurting world. We commit to being a rainbow people of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, friends of grace. Our minute for mission this morning is entitled Mission and Service, Transforming Lives 96 Years On, Aiming to Follow Jesus' Example Since 1925. True or false, the United Church of Canada was formed in 1925 in part so the founding denominations, Methodist, Presbyterian, and Congregational, could combine their finances to do more mission 
work in Canada and around the world. If you guessed true, you are right. From the very beginning, our United Church was formed out of a desire to come together and serve others like Jesus did. Through mission and service, we have, we have been helping to save and transform lives, inspire meaning and purpose. We build a better world for 96 years. Today, we are committed as ever. Together, we turn compassion into action every day. How? To put it simply, we help in Canada. We help people in need by supporting homeless shelters, food banks, soup kitchens, and refugee programs, just like Grace United Church does with our local missions. We reach out to young people on campuses and through camping. We care for people who are sick at the end of life by supporting addiction, mental health, and counseling services and hospice care. Globally, we help access clean water, food, and medical care. We support skills training and economic development. We help with peacemaking and sustainable agricultural efforts. We provide disaster relief and advocate for the rights of those who all too often don't get a say, like children and migrant workers. We also support opportunities to, for people to grow spiritually in all kinds of ways. Locally, we sub, subsidize theory, theology schools and education retreat centers. We support events that promote spiritual development and personal reflection. We inspire new and innovative ministries and sustain, sustain communities of faith that are remote or in need. Globally, we support church organizations that work with theological schools, often offering practical training in agriculture and health. It's a win-win. We trust that when people are in tune with their meaning and purpose, they will naturally want to help change lives and make the world a better place for all. Thank you for your gifts through mission and service and the local missions of Grace United Church. Your support makes a world of difference. Our scripture reading this morning is from Mark chapter 3, verses 20 to 35. Jesus accused by his family and by teachers of the law. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to him to went to take charge of him, but they said, he is out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Bezalelu, but the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter but whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of eternal sin. 
He said this because they were saying, He has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived, standing outside. They went, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your brothers and mothers and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mothers and my brothers? he asked. Then he looked at at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my brothers and my mothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. For many years, the place where people in my family gathered was my grandparents' small bungalow in Cambridge. My mother, sister and I spent almost every weekend there, and often my whole immediate family, all 11 of us, would gather in their home. We would visit, chat, play games, and eat together. It was not until my grandmother's funeral, several years after my grandfather died, that I really reflected on what those family gatherings meant. The minister, having known my family well, reflected that my grandparents' home was a place of inclusion. One of my aunts was divorced but remained close to my uncle, and he was always welcomed and always treated as family. My mother was divorced, is divorced, and my father is gay. And we were never made to feel this made us less of a family or that my grandparents didn't care about my father. A family member struggled with addiction and he was always treated with love and care. My grandparents' home for me is a reminder of the power of inclusive and expansive love and how it can shape the lives of so many people. They are frantically trying to get to Jesus. They have heard people say that he is experiencing mental distress. They have heard that some of the religious leaders have come down from Jerusalem, the center of their faith, and are saying that he is possessed. They know that Jesus is in danger. They rush to where he is and find him in a house so full that people are pouring out into the street, waiting to get close to him. Some are excited. Some are angry. They cannot get close to him. So they send a messenger who weaves through the crowd, past those yelling and condemning, around the large crowd of those who want to be close to Jesus, who feel God's presence in him and who feel a sense of hope and belonging restored in him, in them. The messenger reaches Jesus and says, your family, your mother and your brothers are here. They want you to come home. Now what happens next in the gospel is pretty shocking. It is especially shocking when we know that in Jesus' time, in the first century Mediterranean world, one's household, that is one's family, was the main defining feature of one's life. 
What family you belonged to not only shaped your role in society, but also the economic, social, and political power you had. Your duty was to your family. Your duty to your family was of utmost importance. The first century Mediterranean world was an honor and shame system. You were expected to bring honor to your family. When you did something that brought shame to yourself, you also brought shame to your family. And being shamed could be socially devastating. Jesus knows all this. Just like he knows that it would be safer if he just stayed quiet, towed the popular line, only preached and touched and healed those who were seen as acceptable, religiously clean, those who had no one object to their belonging. The messenger reaches Jesus and says, your mother and your brother are outside. They want you to come out and see them. They want him to come home. And Jesus should go. Societal expectation, family loyalty says that he should go. Instead, he says something that has a very sharp edge to it. Because Jesus often use, uses sharp and shocking language to draw people into deeper and holy truths. Jesus replies, Who is my mother and my brothers? Then he looks around him, and he points to all those who are gathered, his disciples gathered from the quiet corners of society, the crowd made up of diverse people. And he says, these, these are my kindred, my parents, my family. When we pull back from this one story and into the wider gospel, we hear more than just Jesus' affection and care for those surrounding him. Because Jesus is the revelation, the incarnation of God. Because as the moment of his baptism proclaims, he is the child of God. All those who surround him, who he says are his kindred, are part of God's family. And in the first century Mediterranean world, in the worldview of the household economy. This means that they are all heirs of God. They all hold the dignity and value of God's family. This includes all those who have gathered around him who have been written off as religiously impure, outcasted because they were deemed demon-possessed or unclean, those who have been deemed sinners and unworthy, are heirs of God, holding the dignity and the value of being part of God's family. Jesus is not rejecting his family. He is not rejecting the idea of family. He is taking his culture's idea around the power of one's household and breaking that concept open, expanding it to show God's expansive and inclusive love. It is a love that says, you belong to those who have been rejected or cast to the margins. It challenges people to see each other as kindred in God 
and to see the dignity and value of each person as beloved of God. Jesus is inviting people to let this inclusive and expansive love reshape their homes and communities and religious groupings. He is revealing what life in God's dominion on earth looks like, the world that all are called to strive towards. Friends, today marks Pride Sunday in the United Church of Canada. It is a day where we are invited by our denomination to celebrate the lives and ministry of LGBTQIA+, and two-spirited people in all of their diversity. Our denomination and our congregation have a long history of reflecting on gender and sexual orientation. In the 1930s and the 1960s, our denomination reshaped ideas around gender, leadership, and ministry as women were ordained and later married women were allowed to continue in ministry. In 1988, our denomination declared that sexual orientation was not a barrier to full membership in the church, including eligibility for ministry. Since then, this understanding has expanded to include support and care of transgender, two-spirited, and gender non-binary people. Our congregation in 2004 included same-sex marriage in our marriage policy, and we have since updated our language to be inclusive of couples of all genders. As a congregation, we have been exploring through the Affirm process what it looks like to be public, intentional, and explicitly inclusive of LGBTQ2IA plus people. Part of that work included are approving a new mission statement. And our mission statement declares our commitment to strive to be an inclusive community. Our mission statement boldly declares that all diversity, including gender and sexual orientation, are gifts from God that bless community. At the core of this is a commitment to follow in the way of Jesus. We have committed ourselves in our learning, discerning, and in our actions to proclaim with Jesus, these are my family. At the core of our commitment to inclusion in the United Church and in our congregation is the profound theological belief that the love of God is expansive and inclusive. We celebrate that all people are made in the image of God. All people bear gifts from God. All people belong to the family of God. This means that you belong. You are made in God's image. You are part of God's family. You are loved. You bear gifts from God that enrich our community. This means that you belong. It means that we belong. It means that we are all part of God's family. We are all loved. We all bear gifts from God that enrich each other's lives. We are made in God's image. We are all part of God's family.
In our diversity is the beauty of God's great creation, and in our sharing in community, we reflect God's inclusive and expansive love. This is what we celebrate today on Pride Sunday. We celebrate belonging. We celebrate God's love. We celebrate those who have reminded us, encouraged us, and challenged us to expand our love and to see all people as part of God's family. We celebrate those who have journeyed beside us, the prophets of the church who have challenged us, and those who have inspired us. We celebrate the love of God that has liberated us from our barriers so that we can, see, we can know that we belong and that others belong. We celebrate the forgiveness of God that has redeemed us from the walls we have set up around our hearts, our homes, our communities, our relationships, and our church. We commit ourselves to God's expansive and inclusive love as we join in the work of God, reshaping the world into a more just and loving place. The home my grandparents created helped my family feel safe, welcomed, and supported. It has shaped our lives in profound ways and led us to go into the world being a loving people. At the core of what my grandparents did was love. They were not necessarily thinking about inclusiveness. They were motivated by love, and that love shaped their home, the home they created for us. This is what Jesus invites us to do in today's gospel, to center our lives in love, in God's love. When we allow this love to shape who we are and all that we do and all our relationships, we build that we build on all the relationships that we build. That is when we put our prayer into action. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Friends, let us share in God's great love and be part of the amazing things that God is doing in this world. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us join together in the prayers of the people. Holy God, you fill this world with wonder and beauty and great diversity. Help us to celebrate the richness of this life, to honor the sacredness of each person, to delight in your creation, to know that we all belong and that we are all made in your holy image. We give you thanks, O God, for all the gifts of time, talent, and treasure shared with our local church, with our local mission projects, and with the Mission Service Fund. Bless and guide their use, we pray. O God, we lament all the times and all the places where your great creation and the diversity of your people is not honored, where hatred and fear and discrimination and oppression are all too common. We join in a prayer of lament today for the devastating discovery of the bodies of 215 children at the former residential school in British Columbia. We lament the deaths that happened in residential schools all across this country.
It is shocking news, but is a reality that was known all too well by so many. We lament a history that includes oppression, racism, and suffering. We lament the church's involvement in this devastating part of our history. May we listen to the voice of survivors of residential schools, the wisdom found in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's reports. Help us that we may be truthful with our history, that we may learn, reflect, and grow as we work towards healing and building right relationships. We pray, O oh God, for all who face discrimination because of their gender or sexual orientation. We pray for refugees who have had to flee their homes and their countries and their communities because of their sexual orientation and gender, because they would face violence, oppression, imprisonment, or death. We pray for the work of the Rainbow Railway, helping people find safe homes and safe communities. We pray for pride committees, a firm united PFLAG and all organizations offering support, love, healing, and care. We give you thanks for the challenge of the prophets in our midst who call us towards wholeness. We pray for all who are celebrating, protesting, and educating during Pride Month. We continue to hold in prayer, O oh God, Dr. Ian Era, and all who work in public health, those who are helping to administer the vaccinations, and all who are tasked with creating public policy. We pray for all who are struggling during this time. Help us, O oh God, to reach out to one another as we give and receive support. And we offer our individual prayers to you now, O oh God. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Guess what? Last year, I saw Jesus at the Pride Parade. It's true. Dancing and weeping, shouting and hugging everyone, and singing. A Christ as queer as they come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I heard Jesus calling out to everyone, the marchers, the watchers, even the haters, tossing blessings. Tossing blessings. Tossing blessings like confetti. Blessings on you who love glitter and rainbows, eyeshadow and spandex, show tunes and leather. Blessings on you who are still learning to love the skin you're in. And blessed are you who thirst for love and laughter and deep in your bones belief that who you are is a holy and altogether lovely child of God. Blessed are you 
and whatever label you give yourself. Gay, lesbian, bi, pan, intersex, trans, ace, non-conforming, straight, cis, or yet to be determined. You are precious in my sight. Blessed are you who are weary and worn, who are tired of the fight, yet still somehow fighting with the radical power of love. Always only love for a better world for everyone. You are truly blessed. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Let your joy reverberate, echo, earthquake us into a new day. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad because you are mine and I am yours. And yes, no matter what you may have heard to the contrary, you are not alone. And yes, a thousand times yes, you belong here. Friends, as we conclude this time of worship and continue to celebrate God's presence in all of our lives, may we continue to feel God blessing us and keeping us. May we remember that we are loved, that we belong, that we are made in the beautiful image of God. May we celebrate God's love and share God's love in this world that all may find healing, wholeness, and community. Friends, go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. <music>